Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. This is Katie and I am your host today. Well, one of your hosts. I did another collaboration with my friend Jake over at Not So Peter Priested. We recorded together and you will be hearing that episode very shortly. Um, He also has a version of this episode over on his podcast. So if you're not already, go follow him, subscribe, and he puts out a lot of great content. I think you'll like it if you enjoy our podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Always a pleasure to have my fiery redhead on board with me. (laughs) I love being on. It's so much fun. Love it. (laughs) And you got a beautiful new microphone and you sound lovely. We can hear all the things. Thank you. I I hear that we can hear God through it. <gasps> Hello, my child. Oh, it is the Sabbath day. <laughs> it is the Sabbath day, and this is our church. This is the steeple. Remember that? Like, yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> yes, this oh. is the only church we need, in my yes. opinion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So good to have you here. We're going to um, chit chat about. So I had posted something on the podcast Instagram about this, this quote from good old Rusty. And I was like, did he actually say this? And then I found it. And I was like, and then I got several listeners asking me, did he, is that real? <laughs> yeah. So you guys, Jake posted this and I saw it on his Instagram story and I don't think I messaged you, but I immediately got out of Instagram and I went over to Google and I Googled the (laughs) quote because I was like, is this just like some troll? You know, is this just supposed to be satire? Because I thought it was at first. And then I was like, oh, this is real. (laughs) And I started reading through the whole uh, the whole talk like, oh, wow. okay, he actually said that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into it. We're going to, it's, um, what is it? It's called Choices for Eternity, right? And it yes. was a worldwide devotional for young adults. <laughs> yeah. And this was just given on May 15th, 2022. So just what, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. It's special. <laughs> it is special. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I know. I just imagine, like, I just remember going to these, or you go um, to your church congregation, and you have to dress up for this devotional that you watch over oh, the TV. And yeah. I can just put myself in this position of these young adults having to listen to this. And first of all, I would be mostly bored. But now when I read it, I'm like, <laughs> well, this is also really fucked up. So. <laughs> Yeah. Which one would you rather be? I'd probably rather just be bored and not really listen. But (laughs) you had such ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Everything he says is great. I'm just going to fall asleep. It's fine. Right. And like you're a teenager. (laughs) So you're just sort of thinking about other stuff. You're so preoccupied with yourself and everything. Sometimes a lot of the really problematic shit just kind of glides over your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you don't really take time to think, oh, what did he say? What did he just, did he just, what? Yeah, did he really just say that? <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so we're going to go 
through it. You've taken notes. I have. I'm oh, very minimal notes. It's, it's <laughs> minimal. I think we'll have a lot more genuine as we go reactions. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if you do. You want to read in the or we'll take turns. Read. Sure. Yeah, what we can do. Okay. Sure. Want me to start? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I feel weird. It feels weird already just with these first words. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, like already I hate it. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, Uh, Sister Nelson and I have looked forward to this evening for months now. My wife, Wendy, is a woman of great faith and wisdom. I commend her teachings to you. And right away, this made me just roll my eyes like, if she really is that great, like, why doesn't she have the priesthood? It's just that uh-huh. benevolent sexism that is, you know, you're doing lip service instead yeah. of actually giving equal power to the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's so great. And she's a woman of great faith. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to her, but mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How wonderful it is to meet with you on the anniversary of the restoration of the Aaronic Priesthood. Barf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As you know, as you know, obviously, on May on May fifteenth, eighteen twenty nine, the Prophet Joseph Smith, aka J Dog, and Oliver Cowdery knelt in a secluded spot in the woods near Joseph and Emma's home in Harmony, Pennsylvania. Sister Nelson and I have been to that grove of sugar maples. Yikes. Uh, I was going to ask you, have you been there or to like any other Mormon historical sites? Uh, the only historical site I've been to as far as like has to do with J-Dog is uh, Nauvoo. And <laughs> was it, Car- is it Carthage that he yeah. died in? Yeah. 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 What did you think of that? Um, at the time, obviously. So... <laughs> That's a whole story. But I went and got my endowments in Nauvoo on oh. this family trip. So I'm going to do a whole thing. You, yeah, that'll be a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we did. So obviously, like, my mind was like, oh, this is great. Everything's so spiritual and this is beautiful. And I hated it. It was hot. It was during the summer. But I was just oh, like, yeah. um, the Carthage thing, I was like, even as a, like, TBM, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. I was prepared for the recording that they play, you know, where they, and they have you stand in the room and then you hear like the mob coming yeah. at you and you hear all the stuff. And it's like, it's kind of yeah. weird. Like, yeah. you know, do they do that for like Martin Luther King? Like, you know, like, do they have his, like, like a recording of him? That's a good point. Assassinated. You know, I'm just like, uh, not to equate the two because they're obviously very different, but like, yeah, but it's but, like in that frame, like we, like you think of Joseph Smith, like members think of Joseph Smith the same way. They, I mean, they think of him higher than even Jesus, higher. So. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, that those recordings really paint him as such a martyr. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that is, yeah, it's weird. I've been to a couple of them too. And, they really hype them up. They hype up like it's reverent and sacred and yeah. all that. But um, I this reminded me too how he said uh, the prophet Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery like knelt and they got the ironic priesthood. But every time I think of Oliver Cowdery, I think about 
how he was excommunicated after he discovered <laughs> J-Dog with Fanny in the barn. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> like, they never tell you that part. They're just no, like, they don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got the priesthood. But then he was excommunicated because he thought J-Dog was being a big old douchebag. <laughs> yeah, so good uh, on Oliver for figuring out. I know. Out. And I'm like, um, why didn't you figure out when you were kneeling, <laughs> kneeling in the forest with this man <laughs> and he's giving you the priesthood, supposedly? Like, why didn't you? Like, I know. I Yeah, right? Like, where's that... Um, divine discre- or power of discernment or whatever they call yeah. it like mm-hmm. yeah um okay so he says the grove became sacred when john the baptist conferred the aaronic priesthood upon joseph smith and oliver cowdery later peter james and john restored the melchizedek priesthood in the same general area like just reading those sentences i'm like that is the that's <laughs> so fucking bizarre <laughs> I know the more I, the more now that you've read that, like, and I know, like, we used to believe this, like, the, and it was like, yeah. and he's just like casually saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, John the Baptist came and just gave the priesthood to the, you know, and then, oh, and then obviously. Peter James and John obviously came <laughs> and gave the Melchizedek priesthood, so yeah, like, it's just nothing. He just says it so casually, as it's it's such a matter of fact. And when you've left the cult, you listen to that, and you're like, that is just some weird. Thing that's a bunch of weird words you put together, and you really <laughs> truly think that like Peter, James, and John from the Bible came back and did like. <laughs> I mean, if you know, if Mormons heard this coming from a different religion, they'd probably be like, "You're, you know, that's not that's not real, but it's real yeah. for the Mormon." <laughs> oh well, so when I was on my mission, there was this. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same. Not really. Let's see. So there was this bank, right? That had like glass walls, it's like uh-huh. windows for walls or whatever. And there was this stain on it that looked like Mary, like the Virgin <gasps> Mary. And so they ended up, it got to be such a thing that the, like people were going to see it to like, um, like put the candles and flowers over there. Like they called, they made it a shrine basically. Yeah. They had to shut down the bank because of it. And it just became this shrine thing. And then they had like a gift shop and everything in there. And my companion and I went to it and we were like low key, like mocking it. But then I'm like, um, now they're looking back on it. I'm like, um, (laughs) you do the same thing. And also, uh, we believe that Peter, James and John, like, Peter James and John came back to what? Came back to Jada. Oh, yeah, we're, that's such we're a not good the point. Ones. Yeah, we we as Mormons we like made fun of or kind of like scoffed at when people saw Jesus in their toast or whatever. Yeah. 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 At the same time, we can be like, oh, of course, like John the Baptist just came back to J Dog. Like, duh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take a turn? Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. In September 2015, I dedicated that priesthood restoration site. Of all the previous assignments I had then received, that was the most significant to me. Hmm. I don't. Okay. That site commemorates the restoration of priesthood authority and keys to man upon the earth. Those Always are, with the keys. They're always mm-hmm. like talking about the keys. These weird They're so words. obsessed with keys. Like they don't yeah. even ever explain what the I mean, they do. They do, but it's a vague, yeah, and it's always like men can have the keys. And then I just think even the word like 
dedication. Like he dedicated that site. Like it's just so weird. Imagine someone who's never been Mormon. They're just like, what is he talking about? Like dedication, what? Like you have <laughs> yeah. to dedicate that even though supposedly like John the Baptist was already there, but yeah. <laughs> you have well, to be well, the one to make it sacred. <laughs> yeah, it already is sacred by virtue of apparently by John the Baptist coming to it, right? Like did yeah. he, did they ever dedicate the sacred grove? They probably did. Probably. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or the white salamander came. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, let's see. The, the, those and other keys were needed to lead the to lead the restored church of Jesus Christ and make it possible for us to perform and receive essential ordinances. Blech. Including sealing families together for each mm. He's always got to go there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to go there and still that fear of you're not sealed. You're not going to be with your family forever. Mm-hmm. Yet supposedly it's a choice. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I just, it, I feel like Mormons, especially nowadays, they're kind of like, really trying to have this appearance of being very accepting of other religions, especially, Mm -hmm. but yet they say shit like this constantly where we're the ones who have the keys, the essential keys, and we're the only ones who can seal your family together. Like we're the only true church. So like, again, like I said before, sort of just lip service to the other churches, like, sure, you're, you're great and all, but like, actually we're the only ones that can give you happiness after you die. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like uh, what's his name, Brad? Uh, Brad? What's oh, his name? Brad Wilcox. <laughs> yeah, that said we we're playing church. The other churches are just playing. Yeah, church. what an asshole, right? <laughs> but it's sad because that's that's exactly the um the mindset that they have. Like they think yeah. that, like, oh yeah, they they have some of the truth, but they don't have all of it. I don't remember how many times that I heard that and probably said that as a Mormon, oh, like. Yeah. Oh, sure. They have some truth, but we have it all. Like, as if that was a good thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, you know, uh, diminishing their faith at all, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He says that that day was dedicate. That day of dedication was a singular moment in my life. Dude is mm. 97 and then he, get a life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about all your children and grandchildren? But mm. no, dedicating a, a fictional spot where J-Dog saw John the Baptist is. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's the moment. <laughs> now, this is a singular time in your life. There won't be another quite like it. You are establishing priorities and patterns that will dramatically affect not just your mortal life, but also your eternal life. Ooh, there's that threat. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the church now, or it will affect your eternal existence. Yeah. You won't be able and, to go to celestial heaven. Yeah, and they wonder why... <laughs> Like LDS children have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> God. I, we're still unraveling ours. <laughs> oh, I'm for real. It's like I feel like it's gonna be lifelong, honestly. Like yeah. Un- yeah. just untangling all of that trauma and just anxiety and mm-hmm. existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. Um, I think. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but the. Um, I was my therapist like two, three years ago, 
like it was our last session and she i was we finally just barely brushed on this whole the the mormon thing and she was like oh that goes into like your core beliefs she's like you you gotta work on that and i was like thank you uh but we can't be done (laughs) i'm like (laughs) (laughs) we just started (laughs) oh yeah i know yeah anyway uh katie let us talk about life let us talk about life all right let's talk about something (laughs) okay that is something with which i have had a little experience (laughs) oh yeah He's trying to be funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm during a great depression. Uh, I mean, we all have yeah. depression, but you know, oh. that's different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager during World War II. I have had several brushes with death. I have been to six continents many times. I've yet to meet a people or culture that I did not find inspiring. Another, Another thing that annoyed me about this, it's like, like I don't know, like, like, glad you find them inspiring, but why do you, if you're that inspired, why do you still want to convert them to your religion? It's like, you're saying things like, oh, you're so great, but, like, But, like, you're wrong. Yeah. And we want to make you white, or, like, make your, yeah, we want to whitewash your culture, basically. And colonize you and bring you into our faith and take your money. Yeah. Like, Did you hear... Um, when I went on my rabbit hole that I talked about before we started recording, um, there's a temple in Guam Mm -hmm. and it made me like the new, like it's a new temple. It's the first temple in Micronesia. And I was like, um, it just made me feel icky. Like I was just like seeing these pictures of, it was, I think Bednar and uh, some other one anyway, and their wives. And then like all white people, except for like two of them. And I was like, yeah. I feel gross. Every time I see a new temple, like pretty much anywhere, honestly, but especially in a place where like Christianity isn't the main religion or whatever, I just, I feel like you said, I feel icky because you know how much money went into that temple. Like they're very elaborate and expensive and that money could have helped those citizens. But instead they're, they claim that they're like serving those people by building this huge gaudy temple and being like look you can come in here and watch a creepy movie and rent (laughs) yeah rent creepy clothes from us like how is that serving them (laughs) yeah it's so annoying it really is oh man all right i don't know if you want to show our popcorn me do you remember that yeah Yeah. popcorn you um Okay, yeah, this is sad. I have also borne grief. I have watched two precious daughters be slowly, painfully, and fatally consumed by cancer. That's very sad. I have buried a magnificent wife, uh, Dancel, the mother of our 10 children. And so this just made me remember that he's a polygamist. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he says, Knowing that is not good for man to be alone, I roll. <laughs> I chose to marry again, and I married another remarkable woman, dear Wendy. So, yeah, he's sealed to two women. Mm-hmm. But also, like, what if someone wants to be alone? I mean, I know lots of people want to have partners, but some people don't. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. 
whatever. Um, okay. I have seen friends and family members make heroic choices and live exemplary lives. And I have seen others make disastrous decisions that have derailed their potential. Ugh. I think what he means there obviously is leaving the church. Leaving the church, yeah. Their potential to further themselves in the church, I guess. Because mm-hmm. really what else? I mean, everyone makes mistakes, but I don't know if he would, he thinks that the biggest mistake is leaving the church because then it affects your eternal salvation. Eternal salvation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, I have lived a long time, and at this point, I have stopped buying green bananas. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure he got a good laugh. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, yeah, oh. It's, like, it's, figure it's, out, a, it's like, an old joke. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> and I have... To, old. <laughs> we can see it, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have also stopped spending time on things that don't matter. But you do matter to me, and your future matters much to me. I am so honored that so many of you have come out tonight, and I thank the musicians who have started us off on such a wonderful tone. <laughs> why did it? Why? Why did you have to like? <laughs> they always do that. I swear, yeah. they're just like, "Thank you for that beautiful opening prayer," even though it was like uh, the ones that said at hundreds of other events. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, tonight I want to talk to you about your future. Hmm. Sister Nelson and I. Sorry, I'm going back to the when he says, "But you do matter to me, and your uh-huh. future matters much to me." Like I'm just thinking of like he's thinking of the, the longevity of the church and how like he's yeah. got he's got to infiltrate these he's got to indoctrinate them now so that they can they'll stay they'll stay and so the church will continue to make money off of them and their kids. Right their kids and yeah right because i think um it's the youth and like the young adults who are who leave the church the the most often in Mm -hmm. droves recently and so they're really fighting to like keep the the youth so that the youth will marry each other and have more mormon babies and keep it going Mm -hmm. yeah good point um okay sister nelson and i recently attended the inauguration of a university president During that excellent event, I thought about the countless educators worldwide who are dedicated to teaching men and women your age. Only men and women, I'm just going to point out. It's always binary for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Education is very important. I consider it a religious responsibility. The glory of God is intelligent. Okay, wait. So he thinks it's a religious responsibility yet you tell women to uh, put off their education to get married and ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, ding. yeah I know this is another thing it's like it's always like sugar-coated because they'll say yeah get an education it's so important but then it's not nearly as important as getting married and having babies and also don't it has to be the right kind of education because yeah. you look outside of church approved sources even though that's real education, they'll tell you that it's of the devil. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And also, like, they want you to get jobs that are, like, education that's, um, like, going to provide it for a family, you know, and mm-hmm. it has to be practical. And it has to be, um, it can't be like, oh, you're going to be an artist, you know, like, you're just, what do you, what do you how are you going to support a family like that? You know, like, yeah. They'll, and I'll say support a family. And they also mean, are you going to pay us tithing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the glory of God is intelligence. Like, 
I just the <laughs> the oxymoronicness of that, <laughs> of that statement. I can't think of the right word, but it's just like two to go together. <laughs> um, so this made me think. I actually do have a note about this because it reminded me of a quote from Elder Boyd K. Packer. But oh. um, he made the following comment regarding the three enemies of the church. He said, Uh-oh. yeah, the dangers that I speak of come from the gay lesbian movement, the feminist oh. movement, both of which are relatively new, and the ever-present challenge from the so-called scholars or intellectuals. Oh, so yeah. don't be, he doesn't like gay people, women, and smart people. Uh-huh. And I <laughs> That's repeated a lot in like church uh, from church leaders. And then you have Russell M. Nelson being like, but you know, intelligence and, re- and education is great. But then you also have another one saying so-called scholars and intellectuals are a danger to the church. <laughs> Don't do that with you, Will. <laughs> uh, I smell contradiction. Stop. It stinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Okay, there's a major difference, however, between the responsibilities of secular educators and my responsibility as the senior apostle on earth. (laughs) Like, ew. We get it, you're old again, but like also like. uh. Just the capitalization (laughs) of the apostle is also annoying to me. Yes, yes. Yeah, their job is to educate and prepare you for your mortal existence, meaning how to succeed in your life's work. And my responsibility is to educate and prepare you also for your immortal existence, meaning how to gain eternal life. Which you can't even, <laughs> you can't even prove that it exists. Like Nobody knows. This. Nobody knows what happens when we die. I mean, no, but he's like, I'm here to prepare you for it. But it's like, how is telling me that like abstaining from coffee is going to get me into some <laughs> right. eternal life? Like, yeah. Why am I going to listen to you? It makes no <laughs> sense. And if that's Heavenly Father's HF's rules, then he's not cool. And I don't want to go to that. Heaven. <laughs> oh, clearly he doesn't like fun and he doesn't like <laughs> things that taste good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be around that. Mm-mm. Me neither. Me neither. Um, okay. You, your turn. Okay. Popcorn <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Teachings of the finest institutions of higher learning have limitations Mm -hmm. Um, because secular education generally ignores three major truths that are rarely addressed. Oh, they're they're major truths. (laughs) (laughs) So these are like colleges. Like, okay, all right. First, each of us is going to die. Um, All right. Okay. I don't think they ignore that, though. Like, like. People who study biology, they they understand the circle of life and that things die and other things are born. That's literally part of the science of it, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Second, because of Jesus Christ, each of us is going to be resurrected and become immortal. Oh, how do you prove this as a truth, Russell? I'm Nelson. Like, I don't. You can't scientifically prove it, so. Nope. So, of course, they're not going to they're going to ignore it. And also, they're not all Christian. <laughs> like literally in my head, I was like, you're ignoring every like Muslim or Jewish or non-Christian 
uh, scholar and, you know, all over the world, which outnumbers you by far. Uh, and third, Judgment Day is ahead for each of us. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, he's got to go there. Every cult leader ever <laughs> says something <laughs> like that. Like, Judgment Day is coming. Follow me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> These three absolute truths should form the foundation of your spiritual education. I just, it it irks me. It like, just, like, ruffles my feathers that they call. <laughs> beliefs like they call them absolute truths and i'm like it's not you're, a... not, you're not using the right language around yeah. this. Like, believe that if you want but that's not some form of truth so i took a um anthropology class biological yeah. anthropology class and it was incredible so i have never i'd never like i'd heard about the evolution theory you know evolution theory and all that stuff and i was like oh yeah you know as a mormon you're just like oh i'm not supposed to hear about that no don't yeah that. that didn't yeah. happen and then um i do remember certain people like apologists would be like oh well it's not apologists but like people that are like um super into the church they're like oh well we i believe in evolution like it's kind of like they're trying to find a middle ground i yeah. believe in evolution but it was because god made it so, God started like, it and yeah. set it off. Or and we've evolved as humans, not as like, and I'm like, no, they're completely different species that just ended up yeah. becoming who we it, are. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. If you actually believe in evolution, you don't just believe that humans were just plopped yeah. <laughs> and then started like, yeah. Well, and then, um, so in that class, she said, evolution is not, uh, there's, she's like, I want to be clear about the difference between a hypothesis and a theory. Mm -hmm. Hypotheses are um, unproven. They're still like, they're just ideas that we're still trying to prove. Theories are actually, there's proof. There is, um, and is documented. It has been over time. We've been able to prove that it is real and it is scientifically backed. And evolution is no longer a hypothesis. It's a theory. Right. But people who... Sorry, this might come off as as mean, but <laughs> a lot of times religious, especially Mormons, they'll say something like, "Evolution's just a theory," and it's like, "You don't do you understand what theory means scientifically?" Like in that frame of mind, you would also be saying that gravity is just a theory and germs are just a theory because they're all theories. Yeah, they're they're facts in science, but they use that term because they're open to further, you know. Um, challenge to that theory but it's scientifically backed as fact and yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's one of my pet peeves whenever i hear someone go it's just a theory and i'm like you're done (laughs) (laughs) and now we're done with this conversation i'm gonna go do something else All right. So on that note, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness, we know a lot about our post-mortal possibilities. Oh, do we? <laughs> okay. We know that our father's house has many mansions. Oh, so he's rich. Yeah. Oh, he got money. He got all that tithing money. <laughs> <laughs> We know that God loves his children so much that as President Downey Jones has taught, 
all the children of God, with the fewest of exceptions, will wind up with the fewest of exceptions. With the fewest of exceptions? Yeah, who he's talking about. Oh, fewest us. of exceptions, us. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Mostly the gays too. Hates <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, telling homophobe Oaks lives up to his name. Yep. So all of the children of God, with the fewest of exceptions, will wind up in a kingdom of glory. Oh. Just think of it. Our <laughs> Father created kingdoms of glory. <laughs> to oh. Terrestrial and celestial to provide a glorious place for His children. Okay. So let's break this down. First of all, <laughs> it's very fucking bizarre and cult-like. But if we're really going to buy into this. So the 11th, he's saying, like, they love to say, like, everyone's going to get into heaven with the fewest of exceptions. But the levels of heaven, they, like, break them down. And the celestial kingdom is, like, where Hitler and murderers will go. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you can get there, sure. But it's going to be filled with those kind of people. So how great is it really? Also, you can't visit upwards. So if your family is in the upper levels, you can't see them. And then, yeah, the few exceptions that they gloss over are people like us who have left the church and speak out about it. Or just like all of Satan's little demon helpers. So that's where we, we go to outer darkness. Well, yeah. So uh, I think, yeah. I was discussing this with Dusty, actually, and we were, she's like, we are in the minds of the church. We are less than Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And they hate it when you bring that up, but it's true because Hitler can have the chance to get into their lowest level of heaven. And we are, yeah, <laughs> we've, uh, outer whatever. Darkness. Yeah, we have broken our covenants. And so we're going to outer darkness. So I, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. And it annoys me very much that they do this. Like <laughs> we're the church that doesn't send people to hell. <laughs> we just need this very weird science fiction-y version of heaven. <laughs> Aren't we great? <laughs> we're great. <laughs> See, okay. Well, then I also think of like, um, well, we don't think of the binary in heaven and hell but we definitely don't oh. binary of men and women. Oh, that's a <laughs> good point. <laughs> and they had like a spectrum for heaven, but not for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. And it just like, it's, it annoys me too. Cause they'll bring that up. But then as we'll come to see in this talk too, they focus on like, but you really don't want to go to the celestial kingdom. You need to go to the celestial. If you really want to be like with God and get yeah. the blessing. So they like contradict themselves mm-hmm. with it. Oh, well, then there's that quote of, like, you would kill yourself to get just to the celestial kingdom. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, so that's so, that's so gross. <sighs> All right. So moving on. Uh, my purpose tonight is to make sure that your eyes are wide open to the truth. That this <laughs> really is the time when you get to decide what kind of life you want to live forever. Now is your time to prepare to meet God. Oh, like when you said that. I just imagined this on like a Netflix documentary, just him going, now is your time to prepare to meet God. Uh, it will never not sound like a cult to me. <laughs> that's a good point. Have you ever listened to the, um, it's really fucking creepy, but the, um, meh, what's his name? The Are you thinking that, of like, Heaven's like, Gate? Yeah. Oh, no, you're thinking of uh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones, Jonestown. yeah. <gasps> it's so it's- scary. Have you listened to the, oh my, like, yeah. just listening to some of the, the recordings, I'm like, 
um, if you put that in context of this, <laughs> like no, it's similar. It's very similar. That the rhetoric that they use, very it similar. Is. Yeah, same with like I don't know if you've uh, looked into Heaven's Gate much. I have. I've, yeah, uh, their recordings are also creepy and talk about the end of the world and mm-hmm. you're preparing to meet God. Like, mm. <laughs> yikes! Wild. Yeah. All right, you can go. <laughs> Mortal lifetime is hardly a nanosecond compared with eternity. But, my dear brothers and sisters, what a crucial nanosecond it is. Like, I remember being taught this, that this is just like a speck. And like the string? Did you see the, the yes, thing? String? Yes. Like you have like this really long string and then you have like a little knot in it. And that this is your life in the string. Yep. And like it was really long. <laughs> yeah. And you, you existed all this time before and all this time after. And this is just this tiny little blip in time. But there's so much pressure on what you do on this tiny little blip that all that string afterwards could be fucked up if you don't do the right thing. <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure. No. Hmm. Yeah. Anxiety. Remember that talk about how we were talking about anxiety? Hmm. I can't imagine why you are having so much anxiety and de- depression. And... It must just be Satan, honestly. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah, it's not the teaching. Of the wiles of the devil. And his oh. big schlong. <laughs> big old ding dong. <laughs> Okay. Uh, During this life, we get to choose which laws we are willing to obey. Those of the celestial kingdom or the terrestrial or the telestial. And therefore, in which kingdom of glory we will live forever. Um, Makes me think of the word of wisdom, how they always talk about it's the higher law. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. The celestial law because you're, um, Yeah. yeah. You're better than everyone else, and you're going to get to the highest level and live in one of those mansions. Mm. And if you're a man, you get to have multiple wives, which I'm sure to you sounds horrible. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like, no, thank I mean, We could be wives and, like, uh, just go to brunch all yeah, the time. Yeah, just, like, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brunch. Mm. Yeah. I want to My brunch now. Yes. Um, I also noticed it was interesting to me how here he brought up like the laws, which laws are you willing to obey, but didn't even talk about like the laws here on earth or the current government laws. It's just all about focus on like what will happen after you die and which of those laws you want to obey, which is just like more important than. Yeah. Which, um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the, that's the part of Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can see you doing that, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, this just, like, really paints the picture that, like, when a, if a Mormon says to you, oh, it doesn't matter what level of heaven you end up, like, it's all heaven. They're misinformed or they're lying because clearly the higher one is supposedly better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Every righteous choice that you make here will pay huge dividends now, but righteous choices in mortality will pay unimaginable dividends eternally. Mm. If you choose to make covenants with God and are faithful to those covenants, you have the promise of glory added upon your head forever and ever. So... Literally everyone else, like every other person, even no matter how amazing and good they are and what good they brought into the world, they're just 
fucked if they're not Mormon, essentially, or they have to sit there in spirit prison after they die and wait for some Mormon to go do their baptism for the dead in the temple. Like, is that how a loving God works? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh my God. The next paragraph. Do you want to read it? It's the, it's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is, what, this is the this one. Paragraph is prompted this whole thing and i thought that it was fake when jake first shared it (laughs) (laughs) all right brace yourselves friends um all right these truths ought to prompt your ultimate sense of fomo or fear of missing out (laughs) you have the potential to reach the celestial kingdom the ultimate fomo would be missing out on the celestial kingdom so that settling for a lesser kingdom because here on earth you chose only to live the laws of a lesser kingdom. I, it still is just so funny to me. Like, who? so who wrote this for him? Or who, right. who, who, who gave him this acronym? Because you know he didn't know it. Yeah, I told him about FOMO. Like, also, nobody says that anymore. But <laughs> That's so 2015. But honestly, I don't, like, it's just funny because it's like, He's he's admitting essentially that like yeah you don't want to be in a lesser kingdom you need to get to the celestial kingdom or you'll have you'll have FOMO eternal FOMO (laughs) out of the celestial kingdom like I I don't know because I definitely don't experience FOMO anymore now that I'm the age that I am. But I definitely don't think I would with, like, a bunch of Mormons up in celestial heaven. I'd be like, no, I'm I'm good. 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 (laughs) Do my thing down here. (laughs) Yeah. Let's party down here. (laughs) Right? Right? I know. (laughs) And with all those pretentious people, oh, my God. This sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the adversary, of course, does not want you to even to think about tomorrow, let alone eternal life. I hate that so much. Yeah. Like, ah, he does. Okay, so first of all, the devil doesn't want you to plan, but he also wants you to plan to do sinful things. So, which, <laughs> yeah. So which is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the devil's pretty like good. He's like he does all the things. Like he does everything. I know. <laughs> Uh, but please don't be uninformed or naive about the opportunities and challenges of mortality in Hmm. that spirit you need to understand three fundamental truths or more more truths that will help you prepare your future course him and his truths first know the truth about who you are oh I know who I am (laughs) well we know where this is going but yeah (laughs) I'm a badass bitch. What are you? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, second, know the truth about what Heavenly Father and His Son have offered you. Hmm. Uh, anxiety? Okay. <laughs> and third, know the truth related to your conversion. Hmm. I will speak to each... Of course, he's going to speak to each of these three points. He must. <laughs> uh, first, know the truth about who you are. I believe that if the Lord were speaking to you directly tonight, the first thing he would make sure you understand is your true identity. Mm. I get so, okay, I'm probably just going to rant and rage about this, this whole thing, but it's like, 
he just he constantly will say like your true identity and it's all wrapped up into being mormon and denying any other part of your identity like you just expect them to adhere the ident to the identity that the church assigned to them mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that goes into yeah obviously like your biological identity they want you to you can't have a identity that's outside of the binary you can't mm -hmm. um identify as um what was it what am i trying to say uh your sexuality also mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can't be outside of your the parameters of what they want right exactly <sighs> my dear friends you are literally spirit children of god literally literally you have sung this truth since you learned the words to I am a child of God because you've been brainwashed. I was going to say because they were in a cult and we were brainwashed. <laughs> yep. Uh, but is that eternal truth imprinted upon your heart? Has this truth rescued you when confronted with temptation? Has the indoctrination taken full effect? <laughs> <laughs> I fear that you have made hurt, may have heard this truth so often that it sounds more like a slogan than divine truth. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe uh, that's because you know what you know what <laughs> he actually kind of uh what be, what's the phrase where it's like you um uh anyway lost it but so <laughs> advertising he's talking about slogans oh uh -huh. use advertisements use slogans to imprint yeah. things in your brain yeah and, and so he's that's actually literally like, what they do yeah. Oh, I like that connection. I didn't even think about that, but yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet the way you think about who you really are affects almost every decision you will ever make. Mm. Okay. Oh, and this is, okay. This is, uh, In 2006, when I married Wendy, I was in for several surprises, most of them quite wonderful. I don't <laughs> even want to think about this. Um, one of those surprises <laughs> was the number of clothing items she owned that displayed a logo, universities from which she graduated, places she had traveled, and so forth. Whenever she wore one of those items, I teased her by saying, who are you advertising today? Mm. She invited me to join in the fun, and there's, there's a cute <laughs> little picture of him with him in BYU shirts. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm just, uh, well, and the fact that he's making this connection to advertising and I like, I caught onto it before. I'm just like, oh, all right. I know. I'm liking that. Yeah. I'm like thinking <laughs> it through that lens. Yeah. Uh, labels can be fun and indicate your support for any number of positive things. Many labels will change you, change for you with the passage of time, and not all labels are of equal value. But if any label replaces your most important identifiers, the results can be spiritually suffocating. This is where I started, like, actually saying, oh, fuck off out loud. Essentially is saying here, right, like that the only important identifier or label that you can assume is member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because <laughs> I feel like just what he's really truly saying here is like you can't be gay, you can't be trans, you can't be like anything else. You just have to shut up about who you actually are and just like mm -hmm. follow us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminded me of um do you remember when Bednar he gave that answer that like someone asked a question at like a 
fireside, it said like, how can homosexual, as I said, members of the church live and remain steadfast in the gospel? And I have his, he said here, first, I want to change the question. There are no homosexual members of the church. We are not defined by sexual attraction. We are not defined by sexual behavior. Like, what? Yeah, the audacity. Like, everyone else can be defined by being straight because that's yeah. the plan of salvation and you need to get married to the person that they assign you to and mm-hmm. then have kids. So this is all in, you know, you talk about being, you're being straight as your identity because it's part of the church's plan, but go off about their her not, you know. Mm-hmm. There are no homosexual members like ew. Mm, makes me so mad. <laughs> oh. Also, going with the cult thing, but like the the high demand religions, they are and high demand institutions want to erase your identity. So like yes. when I was when you go through the military basic training, that's what they do. They shave your head, they take away, yeah. they make you dress all the same because they yeah. want you to, you're no longer who you were before you joined mm-hmm. the military. You have to become part of the collective. And yep. that's exactly what he's saying too. Is like, um, yeah, we, your identity is us. Is uh, Yeah, is what we give you. And yeah. yeah, like you said, it really is like the collective. That's who you are. You're mm-hmm. not anything besides that it's a cult i'm sorry it just is all right i don't know if you want to go okay uh (laughs) for example if i were to rank in order of importance the designations that could be applied to me i would say first i am a child of god a son of god okay then a son of the covenant and then a disciple of jesus christ and a devoted member of his restored church Jesus. Yeah. Your identity is the church, really. Like, well, and then next would come my honored titles as a husband and father, then apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he can have the identity as a husband and father because he's in a traditional straight relationship. Mm -hmm. And they don't recognize any other relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all other labels that have applied to me, such as, oh God, this is so ironic. Okay. Such as medical doctor, surgeon, researcher, professor, lieutenant, captain, PhD, American, and so forth would fall somewhere down the list. I just love how he was like, let me take this moment to flex about uh, yeah. <laughs> everything I've done. Yeah. I've done all these things, but they're not that important, I guess. <laughs> like I've been a surgeon. They're not that important, but I still want to mention it. Gives <laughs> <laughs> me more credibility. <laughs> uh, okay, now let's turn this question to you. Who are you? Well, we've established we're bad bitches. That's right. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, you are a child of God. <sighs> like, if someone wants to believe that, I don't have a problem with that. But, like, this forcing it is so annoying to me. Like, let yeah. people have their own relationship with a deity if that's what they want to believe in. Um, that's right. Yes. Second, as a member of the church, you are a child of the covenant. And third, you are the a disciple of Jesus Christ. All I have in my notes at this point is cult, 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 cult. <laughs> when I heard child of the covenant, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, ew, that phrase just said, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tonight I plead with you, 
not to replace these three paramount and unchanging identifiers with any others because doing so could stymie your progress or pigeonhole you in a stereotype that could potentially thwart your eternal progression. The fuck? (laughs) I have replaced all of these Mm -hmm. identifiers and I'm just fine. Although they don't think I'm fine. I think I'm headed to outer darkness. (laughs) I'm better off. And you're What's the robot bitches? The evil, um, evil Satan robot bitches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I hate how he wrote in there. Like it will pigeonhole you into a stereotype. Like just by identifying as who you are. The only people who are going to stereotype you and treat you poorly are shitball shitheads. I almost said shitballs. <laughs> <laughs> Shitheads who are usually religious, right? So. <laughs> I think of um, the, the, what was it? Was it GBH that was talking about the feminist? No, we're, a woman working outside of the home is the yeah. gang violence or whatever. But yeah. like, I'm thinking of like, he might be even referring to like the feminist movement of like yeah. um, women well, that's true. Um, and how it could pigeonhole you in a stereotype if you're like, um, if you become a feminist, you're actually becoming, you're feeding into the stereotype of like man hater and all this angry stuff. feminist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that because that'll ruin your eternal progression. Ruin it. And you know that women should never come across as angry. <laughs> no, women that... don't have emotions. They just have, they're just nurturing mothers that are sweet and kind to just sit up, shut up and say what, do whatever they want, what the men want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. For example, I'm a, <laughs> if you are identified mainly as an American, those who are not Americans may think, I know everything there is to know about you and attribute erroneous beliefs to you. I don't, I just don't think that's necessarily really how it goes, like kind of, but that's not really the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like he's not really talking about nationalism he's talking about like you said maybe like identifying being a feminist or about your sexuality or something like yeah um and then if you identify yourself by your political affiliation you will instantly be categorized as having certain beliefs though i don't know anyone who believes everything that their preferred political party presently embraces (laughs) so interesting we all, we all know they're Republican, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty outspoken about that. Um, and then we could go on and on rehearsing the constraints of various labels that we put on ourselves or that other people place upon us. <laughs> this part's funny. Some might label me as an old man. <laughs> but I'm a lot younger than Adam was and know what to do. <laughs> you make jokes. <laughs> You're funny. Oh, we have such a funny prophet. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> like Adam and Noah didn't exist. Like, and they're claiming that like Noah was 600 years old. It's like, yeah. you're supposedly a smart man. Why are you using that as an example? Like, oh. uh, um, and then he goes in here, ageism, racism, nationalism, sexism, and a host of other isms are universally limiting um yeah they are because uh, and you're part of the problem (laughs) like seriously like fuck off with that 
isms shit because the church is what is so harmful to women and people of color and the LGBTQ community, like, and saying you can't, like, he's adopting that language of like, oh, these things are bad when you're the one perpetuating those things. Mm-hmm. Like racism is, ah, uh, I just, oh God, I hit my microphone. I was so, so <laughs> All right, your turn. How tragedy, how tragic it is when someone believes the label another person has given them. Imagine the heartache of a child who is told, you are dumb. Identifiers and labels are powerful. Okay. The, adversor, uh, the, adversor, the adversary rejoices <laughs> in labels because they divide us and restrict the way we think about ourselves and each other. How sad it is when we honor labels more than we honor each other. I just feel like, like you absolutely can and should label yourself however you want like don't let a church or a leader like tell you not how to identify or label yourself like do whatever feels right and what makes you happy as long as you don't identify as like a rapist or a murderer then yeah (laughs) yeah right like you're just you're not not out to harm other people then yeah exactly do what they want to do exactly uh labels can lead to judging and animosity Hmm. Interesting. Any abuse or prejudice toward another? Okay. okay. Any <laughs> abuse or prejudice? I got to breathe uh-huh. toward another because of nationality, race, sexual orientation, gender, educational degrees, culture, or other significant identifiers is offensive to our maker. Then why do you fucking do it? Yeah, exactly. If that's offensive <laughs> to your God, have HF, like why is the um, proclamate the family proclamation still a thing? Like that's yeah. prejudice. Yeah. Like why is those are those racist teachings in the Book of Mormon still in there? Mm-hmm. Like they're offensive to Heavenly Father. Yeah. Mm. yeah rusty. Such mistreatment <laughs> causes us to live beneath our stature as his covenant do- sons and daughters. There are various labels that may be very important to you, of course. Please do not misunderstand me. I am not saying that other designations and identifiers are not significant. I am simply saying that no no identifier should displace, replace, or take priority over those three enduring designations, child of God, child of the covenant, and disciple of Jesus Christ. Child of the covenant. Oh, Uh, I... Any identifier that is not compatible with these three basic designations will ultimately let you down. Other labels will disappoint you in time because they do not have the power to lead you toward eternal life in the celestial kingdom of God. They'll just disappoint you? Oh. Like, how? I don't know. I don't know how just identifying as yourself will disappoint you. Yeah. I don't. I don't get living, it. Living an authentic life would disappoint. I don't know. I'm pretty happy now. So. Right. Same. <laughs> uh, worldly identifiers will never give you a vision of who you can ultimately become. They will never affirm your divine DNA or your unlimited divine potential. <laughs> divine <laughs> DNA. I'm confused. So are we, or do we believe in science or we don't believe in science? What's happening here? <laughs> Right. I I feel like he's just trying to sound more credible with scientific terms, but divine DNA, that's not a thing. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's also so ridiculous. Because there is a grand plan of salvation uh, authored by Heavenly Father, does it not stand to reason that you also have a divine destiny? 
he's just like asserting things like there is this grand plan of salvation so does it not stand to reason like you didn't even prove the first thing yeah (laughs) for somebody that was a doctor you would have better reasoning here (laughs) i know um make no mistake about it your potential is divine with your diligence seeking god will give you glimpses of who you may become Mm. so who are you katie who am I? <laughs> First I'm <and> scared. <laughs> you are a child of God, a child of the covenant, and a disciple of Jesus. How many times is he going to say that? He's got to repeat it because he's got to imprint it into their he's brains. Gotta, yeah, keep hammering it in. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. This is that, um, what's the, the, what do they call it in advertising when you have like uh, subliminal messages where you're putting uh, Coke and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, putting a branch on your T-shirt so that you, it's always there, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what it is. Repetition. But, yep. As you embrace embrace these truths, our heavenly Father will help you reach your ultimate goal of living eternally in His holy presence. Well, I'm not gonna embrace those truths because they're not truths, and <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't <laughs> don't want to live in His holy presence. No thanks. <laughs> Uh, all right you want to go with the second one second know the truth about what god the father and his son jesus christ have offered you in short they have offered you everything they have i guess (laughs) my tithing money and i don't know uh straight and go to you know do all the things that they want me to do then they've offered me everything those are all things i can have yeah yeah Heavenly Father's plan for his children allows us to live where and how he lives and ultimately to become more and more like him. His plan literally Literally. makes... (laughs) I love how you say literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Literally makes the richest blessing of all eternity available to us, including the potential for us to become joint heirs with Christ. Oh, that's that scripture. Are we not heirs, but joint heirs with Christ? Oh, God. I hate that I know that. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. <It's, sighs> again, like, this is only if you do everything the Mormon way. And if you don't, you're going to go to a lower kingdom. and Or if you do the worst thing, like us, you're going to go to outer darkness. And then mm-hmm. you will have major FOMO, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal FOMO. <laughs> like, what kind of parties are they having up in the celestial kingdom without me? I don't yeah. want to go to those parties. No. I'm just going to have Rice Krispies and, like, boring music. I don't... <laughs> They'll probably have um, <laughs> funeral potatoes, but, you know... Yeah, see, that's, like, the only redeeming quality. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm pretty sure we could get those in Outer Darkness, right? I mean... Oh, I'll be there. I can I can whip up a batch. Yeah. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> um... God knows all and sees all. Does he? Because he certainly seems to get everything wrong, you know, with telling the Mormon prophets what and what not to do to avoid looking like turds. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, then uh, let's talk about like he sees. Okay, he sees all the like the police brutality and the starvation and these all these you know lives that are in poverty and eh. just does nothing yeah he knows he, that his church has the like supposedly if we go on this frame of 
mind that they're the true church. He knows that his church has billions of dollars, and he doesn't like whisper into Rusty Nelson's ear and says, "Hey, maybe you should save spend that money on the instead of temples." Yes, right. Like you can use so much more than you're currently using for humanitarian aid. Yeah, and you just don't. So yeah, it's like, well, we all know it's just not true, but it kind of like throws it back to just God. Well. God works in mysterious ways. He just doesn't Ugh. want us to give that money yet. Like, that makes God seem like a real jerk. <laughs> well, and you know, like, it, it always makes me feel, like, icky to think. So, on my mission, there was, I knocked on a door. I think I mentioned this, maybe, but I knocked on a door, and the the woman was like, "Does um, what does God have to do about um, saving my mom from cancer? Like, how is she going to... Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I didn't know. It's like in my mind, I'm like, well, God, ha-, like my Mormon thing was like, well, God has a plan for everybody. And she slammed the door in my face, you know, so yeah. I'm like, good on her. Yeah. But like, um, it's just like when you bring up stuff like that, the humanitarian aid, it's like, oh, well, everybody's born where they're supposed to be. That's their trial. That's their thing. I'm like, but really? Yeah, like, it not makes it's me so Like it's something that's preventable. And we've got all these resources to help, yeah. To help, wouldn't God want that to happen? Yeah, and if God <laughs> knows everything, sees everything, and is all powerful, like why did He let so many people die from COVID? Yeah. When you could just there's just so many things like that where they claim they want to claim that He's all, all good, all like, like all that, like yeah, like yeah. well, if that all those things are true, you're claiming about Heavenly Father, then I don't know, something's not adding up. <laughs> Yeah, he's not doing something. And then, yeah, like you said, he's he's also not speaking to his prophets correctly in that they should be helping more and yeah. knowing more and having more insight to things. But mm-hmm. in all of eternity, no one will ever know you or care about you more than he does. Classic oh. abuser tactic. Like no one will ever love you as much as me. Oh my God, my ex actually said those exact words. <gasps> oh, fuck that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, several times. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it's so abusive, and here they're just saying it outright about mm-hmm. all HF. Mm-hmm. And oh, again, no one will ever be closer to you than he is. Mm-hmm. You can pour out your heart to him and trust him, and to send the Holy Ghost and angels to care for you. He demonstrated his ultimate love when he sent his only begotten Son to die for you to be your saver and your redeemer. So you better be grateful and no one will ever love you or care about you like he does. Shit. Yeah, that does that's abuse. That yeah. Straight up abusive language. <laughs> yep. Um, through his atonement, the Lord Jesus Christ overcame the world. Therefore, he is mighty to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He will deliver you from your most excruciating circumstances in his own way and time. Just what we were saying. <laughs> so you have no room to question, like, why isn't he helping me? They're like, well, he just does it on his own time. It's his own timing. Well, okay. Like, I think of, like, these countries that are have been in poverty for how many years? Like, hundreds and thousands of years? Like, when... Oh, oh, but it's just a blip. So, in God's so, time. So, all, all those people, it doesn't really matter, but all of us who were like born into this special church mm-hmm. it's so elitist and gross oh. 
Uh, as you come unto him in faith, he will guide, preserve, and protect you. He will heal your broken heart and comfort you in your distress. He will give you access to his power, and he will make the impossible in your life become possible. I think this is why a lot of people stay in the church, because not only the fear of like being separated from your family forever, but the fear of losing this like comfort and protection from God if you leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they they make it. What is that? There's a thing like kicking against the pricks or something like that. There and like, and it, just like what's his name? Um, oh man, why can't I think of his? He's one of the. Mm, he's got the jowls. Not Holland. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say it's Holland. Is it Ballard? <laughs> oh man, why can't I think of it? But he, the one that said like, where will you go? Oh yeah, I think that. Ballard, but I could be wrong. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but like, it is definitely this. Oh man, I just lost my place. Um. Yeah, I just he's um he's saying like now I lost my train of thought because I moved. <laughs> um, I had the audacity to like switch into a more comfortable position, but um <laughs> I um but it's that fear of like the losing the Holy Ghost for one, like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, like if I leave, I leave that I lose that forever. You know, and I yeah. even like even knowing what I came to know, I'm just like and even still I find myself like like, oh, is this am I having this experience because I left the church? Am I having this experience yeah. because I don't I'm not doing with her, you know, it's that fear yeah. that's still in the back of my brain. Well, right. Yeah, I know. And you are taught that like the Holy Ghost is going to guide you to make the quote unquote right decisions and protect you. And so then for me, I didn't like trust my own judgment very yeah. well. And I was like, wait, am I actually like, is this the right thing? Because is the Holy Ghost still with me? When in reality, it's just your own conscious and you know what's what's right and wrong and good exactly. in the world. And it doesn't have to be dictated by a religion, but yeah, we were so like brainwashed into believing that it's scary to think about losing it. Cause then you're like, am I just going to be a bad person or a bad thing's going to happen to me? Cause I don't have that Holy ghost with me. Yeah. Well, it's just, um, we were, uh, in the last episode, uh, with dusty, I was, we talked about like, um, finding yourself outside of the church and who you are outside of the church takes a whole restructuring of who, of your like mindset and everything. And just like, and figuring out who you are without that filter of like, without the, I'm because the yeah. church becomes such a, like, a um, you have to filter everything through that. Like, mm-hmm. and without that, you're just like, who am I without that? Who am I? Right. But, and this is a great um, example of, of they they teach you that, you are just a member of the church first. And so then you have to, when you leave, you have to figure out who even am I? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Uh, Jesus Christ is the only enduring, enduring source of hope, peace, and joy for you. Satan can never replicate any of these and Satan will never help you. I mean, I feel like the Satanic Temple would disagree. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, I I love the Satanic Temple. I think they're I amazing. And just the more you even look into, like, biblical Satan, he's not even that bad. Like, like God killed the whole entire earth with a flood, and yet supposedly Satan's the bad one. Satan's the bad guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Where that 
girl's like doing this like thing where she's going holding out her hand like and she's uh-huh. got this look like what <laughs> like, i feel like that's like yeah like, you're like i'm the bad guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are you saying all this shit about me yeah uh on the other hand God's work and his glory is to bring about the immortality and eternal life of man. God will do everything he can short of violating your agency to help you not miss out on the greatest blessings in all eternity. Well, that's some privileged shit. Like, he's going to do everything he can for you because you're Mormon. But he's not going to help others, I guess. I don't know. The phrase of sort of violating your agency, we don't have agency in the church. You do not, we've talked about, like we've been talking about this whole time, yeah. is that you have agency only if you do what we want you to do. And that's not agency. Right. I know. They love to, they love to talk about free agency and how it's all a choice. And that's why it's, you know, where it's all cool, man. But it's like, if I don't follow what you say. I get sent to outer darkness or to some other level of heaven that is terrible. So I don't actually have agency. You're just using that word. And then I have the consequence, the punishment for not following whatever you say. Yeah. It's not agency. Yeah. It's like on a, uh, Princess Bride when he says, you keep on saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Church is filled with those moments, I swear. Which, by the way, that... That movie very much reminds me of like my Mormon days because so many Mormons love that movie, but I still, I still love it. I still it. love that movie. So good. <sighs> um, God has a special love for each person who makes a covenant with him in the waters of baptism. And oh, the children that don't know what they're doing. Okay, got right? it. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they didn't choose that also. Yeah, they just were Another pressed into it. Thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that divine love deepens as additional covenants are made and faithfully kept. Then, the, sorry, baptism thing. I've no, I don't, I've noticed this trend lately on Facebook, at least with my Mormon friends, where like if their kids are getting baptized, they always say, "So and so chose to be baptized today." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, uh-huh. they didn't choose to be baptized. Yes, I. You know what? That must be something that they're being taught, um, or that might be just a cultural trend or something that they're yeah. they're told to not. They're told to say it in that certain way, like that the child chose. Because I have noticed that with every one of my Mormon friends who have kids that age, they do word it almost nearly identically. Like mm-hmm. I'm, we're so proud of so and so for choosing baptism, mm-hmm. and they'll have a picture and. Every time I see those pictures, it's like it's them in their little white jumpsuit and then their dad in his white jumpsuit mm-hmm. and they're in a church with the carpeted walls and they don't have mm-hmm. shoes on. And in my head, I'm just like, how do you like you're taking this picture and you're posting it online? And all I can think is like, this is a cult. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. But yeah, they mm-hmm. don't choose that. <laughs> um, okay. And then at the end of mortal life, precious is the reunion of each covenant child with our heavenly father. But only if you get to the celestial kingdom, I guess. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) He also cares deeply that all his children have an opportunity to hear the glad tidings of the restored gospel. Well, Lord. (laughs) So all of his children, he wants all of his children to have an opportunity to hear the glad tidings. Um he's doing a shit job because most people in the middle East haven't heard of it. And you can't even go into 
North Korea. Yeah. Like, they're supposedly his children, too, according to the gospel. But, yeah, he's allowing all of this horrible shit to happen to these people. Mm-hmm. Yet the people in America were the chosen ones. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, then, uh, you think about, like, the... Whenever I hear stuff like this, I'm like, what about the people in, like, the medieval times? The Dark Ages? Like <laughs> All those people before? They were just like, ah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's where that baptism for the dead stuff comes in. But then it's like, the records wouldn't, like, yeah, we're good enough ca- back then. We're not going to be able to catch all we're those people. We're not able to save all those people. It's all going to sit in spirit prison, as they say, until... Uh-huh. It's, and, like, why would, if if God is so powerful, like, why would he care if our mortal bodies did like a by proxy baptism for already dead people? Yeah. Yeah. So Make it makes sense. And also, um, <laughs> uh, what was I? Um, I lost it because I shook my head. I was like, doing a little I'm sorry. Little <laughs> uh, it's fine. Neither, uh-huh. Um, oh, the then they fall back on so they you dispute it with that with like oh we but we have baptisms for the dead but then it's like but then they're like then you say what we said like oh but there's um god will you know catch it up but then in the millennium supposedly where we that's when we're all the records will be laid bare and we'll be able to get everybody in that was lot caught not not caught in the whatever yeah. This time, so that's when we'll be doing all the temple work, apparently, and so that's a way to like answer all those things and like be able to dispute everything. You know, that's like that's yeah. Like, like it'll just come. It the answers will come when Jesus returns. Which what the fuck? But also like, if that's also the case, then why are you so focused on doing anything now? If like when Jesus comes, you can just have an opportunity to be like, sure, I join, and then everything's fine. Like. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Heavenly Father has sent his children to Earth for more than six millennia. So that's how long they think that humans have been around. Uh, most of these people, <laughs> <laughs> most of these people, have not yet received the ordinances that would qualify them for eternal life. Yeah, that's just what we were saying. That is why temples are so significant. <laughs> that is why the gathering of Israel on both sides of the veil is the most important cause on the earth today. It's the most important cause. I feel like I think of a few more important causes on oh. earth today, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, my dear colleagues in this holy work, have an essential role in this gathering, and I thank you for it. And this now leads me to my third point and popcorn Jake. <laughs> I hate that he calls them colleagues. Like ugh, I, anyway. I hate and I always cringe at the term gathering of Israel. I just it just makes me cringe. It's like what do you think? I think they think that there are so much more, I don't know, numerous than they actually are. There aren't that many Mormons in the world. Oh, no. no. <sighs> Especially after having traveled the world a little bit i'm like um yeah nobody cares at all mm-hmm. about mormons mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> most don't most don't even know <laughs> yeah yeah all right so third point know the truth related to your conversion 
the the truth is that you must own your own conversion. Own it, girl. <laughs> yeah, fuck <smart laughs> it. No, no one else can do it for you. Oh, God. <laughs> now may I, may I invite you to consider a few questions? No. <laughs> do, you, do you want to feel peace about concerns that presently plague you? Do you want to know Jesus Christ better? I mean, eh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> how his divine power could heal your wounds and weaknesses. No, I'm no. good. <laughs> Do, you want... <laughs> Do you want to experience the sweet, soothing power of Sorry, I should be laughing during this part. No, it's, this is good. Sweet, soothing power. <laughs> uh, sweet, ooh. Hmm. That sounds good, but... All right. Do you want to experience the sweet, soothing power of the atonement of Jesus Christ? working in your life yes work it mm, yeah, no work it i don't but i mean <laughs> you mean by sweet soothing power but <laughs> my definition of sweet soothing power and yours are different but you know it's cool <laughs> uh i don't even want to know never mind i'm not like not gonna go there anyway seeking to answer these questions will require effort much effort Okay, I plead with you to take charge of your testimony. I can't even take this seriously anymore. I plead I with know, you to take charge of your testimony. Work for it. Own it. Care for it. Nurture Work it. it. Little, own uh, it. Yeah. Oh, own it. You yeah, haven't seen uh, Pretty Woman where she's um, at the very beginning when she's walking down the street and um, her friend says, Work it. Own it. That's what I think it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> feed it truth yas um yas queen um don't pollute it with the false philosophies of unbelieving men and women and then wonder why your testimony is waning he's warning, he's warning against warning. listening to us yeah false philosophies that's us oh my god like how are also the false philosophy of like evolution i guess apparently i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> false philosophies over here <laughs> <laughs> okay engage in daily earnest humble prayer i can't what is happening with my voice now nourish yourself in the words of ancient and modern prophets no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> and we respond with a resounding fuck no, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> ask the lord to teach you how to hear him better spend more time in the temple and, of course, and in family history work. Yeah, there it is. Spend more time in the temple so that you don't get exposed to anything else in the yeah. world. Because the world is evil and it's full of false philosophies. It's basically, yeah, he's telling her, just just read what we want you to read. Just do what we want you to do. Just go to the temple. Don't listen to them. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to the man behind the, the curtain. You know, that like, kind of. 100%. Yeah, yeah. As you make your testimony your highest priority, watch for miracles to happen in your life. Oh, good God. I just... Okay, here's another thing I just have to say. The idea of miracles really just irks me, too, because I hear so many Mormons and even just religious people use the word miracle when, like, something great happens to them or they're saved from something. And it's like, okay, I don't want to be a dick. I'm glad that you survived that horrible thing. But it wasn't a miracle. Like... Because if it is, then why didn't God perform that miracle for all the other people who had that ailment? It's yeah. really gross and arrogant to think that just because you're in a certain religion, God will favor you and save you. Mm. Yet, 
like you were mentioning all this other shit that's happening in the world. Yeah. You're the Drugs his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, oh, well, you're the one. And like you keep, you've been bringing up a lot. It's like, oh, but God helped McKinsley in Utah get her <laughs> keys to her Honda. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, it's a miracle. I prayed and I got my keys. Like, okay. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> uh, all right. If you have questions, and I hope you do, seek answers with the fervent desire to believe. <gasps> oh, so start, like, with the supposition that you believe. Yeah. Already, be- already have it in your mind. Like, I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yes. It's the opposite of the scientific theory, scientific method, right? To yeah. start believing, but then start the figure out yeah. how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Learn all you can about the gospel and be sure to turn to truth-filled sources for guidance. Truth-filled oh. sources, because... <laughs> the irony, because the actual truth is in sources outside of the church. But yeah. he's talking about the, the, the Mormon truth. oh i hate this word but we live in the dispensation i don't know why it makes me feel like it sounds like a i think of dispensary like a not well there's like the dispensary like the The good dispensary (laughs) but that also makes me think of like trash too dispense oh like a dispenser yeah like the trash dispenser yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we live in the dispensation when nothing shall be withheld but what, wait, what? Yeah, like what, so nothing shall be withheld. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, thus in time, the Lord will answer all our questions. Will he? Mm-hmm. Is he going to answer <laughs> questions about the... We've been asking a lot of questions and like... <laughs> and we're not getting answers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess God's busy. <laughs> guess so. Ugh. In the oh god okay. In the meantime, immerse yourself in the rich reservoir of revelation. Wonder if he had to uh, you had to rehearse that rich reservoir of revelation. <laughs> Some alliteration there, rich yeah. reservoir of revelation. Yeah. Immerse yourself in the rich reservoir of revelation. I can't even do it anymore. We have at our fingertips. I promise that doing so will strengthen your testimony, even if some of your questions are not yet answered. Oh, ding, 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 ding. There you don't have to get an answer to your question. Just shelve it. Just put it on the shelf. Just put it on the shelf, and it'll, but your, your testimony will be strengthened. <sighs> your sincere questions asked in faith will always lead to greater faith and more knowledge. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, we've asked those questions as believing members, didn't get answers, and that led to me losing my faith i mean i i got more knowledge because i looked outside of the church but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh lord this one okay if friends and family should step away from the church continue to love them Mm -hmm. it is not for you to judge another's choice any more than you deserve to be criticized for staying faithful okay but this whole speech you've been telling people to telling them to like other people that are like making other decisions like and to separate yourself from that ideology of like yeah. I'm gonna, of like staying on one path and staying on yeah. their path and anybody that chooses otherwise is choosing a lesser lifestyle and quote unquote yeah. lesser um, kingdom choosing lesser things while you're over here doing a, it's the iron rod thing too where it's mm-hmm. like you're holding on to the rod and there's this evil um, 
building over here where they're jeering at you. Yep. And that's what they're doing. So it's like it's othering. It's just, yeah. He by just by nature of giving this talk has has formed an us versus them and the right way versus the wrong way. So he's implanted the judgment just just from the beginning. It's like yeah. sure you can now you can say well don't judge just love them but you've by yeah. this Hold us by too. this teaching you've already yeah othered us and you're and also you're making. I feel like you're implanting intense anxiety in people who are still believing. And then they do have family members who have left. It's like, they'll still want to love them, but now they're scared every single day of their life that they're not going to be with their, their loved one in the afterlife. Yeah. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Popcorn you. Okay. <laughs> now, please hear me when I say, do not be led <laughs> do not be led astray by those whose doubts may be fueled by things you cannot see in your lives. So, so don't be led astray by your uh, friends who leave like I think so, you can't see in their lives. But um yet we can't say anything about the stuff that you have faith in that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, be be careful, essentially, of your people, your people in your life who have strayed. Uh, most of all, let your skeptical friends see how much you love the Lord and His gospel. Surprise their doubting hearts with your believing heart. Oh my God! So this, this is... was. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go first. <laughs> this was one of the quotes that I saw because I didn't initially when I saw that quote when I um, put it on Instagram. I didn't find the actual talk until much later. It took me a minute to actually find the talk because I didn't want to go to the website. <laughs> but um, I, that's eventually where I got it. But the um, the Salt Lake Tribune did a article, oh, like uh-huh. a, a cover of this talk, and this was one of the quotes in it. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> the FOMO was bad enough, but like. <laughs> Surprise their doubting hearts with your believing heart. <laughs> well, it just makes me think of like, because um, I've been a project before for like Mormons, and they're like, oh, oh we'll bring back to church, and we can think, you know, and like, um, <clears throat> like I have a friend that left, and then she's been back to the church too. Oh, wow. And um, I get this vibe from her whenever I talk to her that she just wants to bring me back yep you know, mm-hmm. and i'm just mm-hmm. like nah <laughs> it's because of stuff like this it's like you need to bring them back like surprise them and you know love them and um and on our instagram account we get i mean most of our comments from mormons are are rather mean funny enough ironically enough but yeah. some of them are very much filled with like they bear their testimony and they uh. want to show their believing heart and we're just like what are you doing? Like, why are yeah. you here? <laughs> why are you here? Read the room, dude. Also, like, didn't you just get one like that was really long? That was like a whole testimony. I was like, oh yeah, we get. I mean, you get it a lot, but like, I feel like there was just one recently that was like super yeah. long. I'm like, you took a lot of time to do that, dude. Like, I know it's yeah, <laughs> and they really think that maybe they're like Making helping. A difference. Yeah, like, uh, it makes me if sad. Have never heard any of that stuff before? It's like, okay, thanks. I know, like, I didn't say that exact thing at one time in my life. Like, oh. I get it, but it's not, yeah, it's not changing how we think. <laughs> um, okay. 
As you take charge of your testimony and cause it to grow, you will become a more potent instrument in the hands of the Lord. Yikes. (laughs) You will be inspired by a better cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. Hmm. There is nothing happening on this earth more important than gathering Israel for him. Oh! Ignore everything that's happening in the world and just focus on church. Yeah. Uh, uh, let your heavenly father know that you want to help. Ask him to put you to work in this glorious cause. Then stand back and marvel at what happens when you let God prevail in your life. Stand <laughs> <laughs> back and marvel. I'll- all the wording there, I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's all I just right. want to say. Like, like, just... and yeah, that's not the most important thing happening on on the earth right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I think there's some pretty important things that are happening right now that, you know, mm. if God would intervene. <laughs> yeah, important stuff could happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, I'll popcorn you so you can finish it off. <laughs> Oh, lovely. All right. My dear young friends, I love you. Oh, I thank you. I believe in you. Oh, I feel so warm and fuzzy right now. As the Lord's prophet, I bless you to know the truth about who you are and to treasure the truth about what your glorious potential really is. I bless you to take charge of your own testimony, and I bless you to have the desire and strength to keep your covenants. What? Repeating it again. Again, just over and over and over, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you do, I promise that you will experience spiritual growth, freedom from fear, <gasps> and a from- Sorry, but freedom from fear? Like, he just fed them fear. A bunch of fear-mongering, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Contradictions, huh? Yeah. And a confidence that you can scarcely imagine now. Hmm. I'm hmm. sorry, but I feel like I'm more confident now than I ever was in the church. More uh- same. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they get a lot more confidence once once they leave the church because you're not constantly told that you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And you're, um, you've actually become more self-reliant and yes. uh, seeing that you actually have the power to live a life without the crutch of the church. It becomes yeah. such a crutch and such a debilitating thing that you're just like, um, you it becomes your identity. And so you just become weaker. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yet they're saying that it becomes, it makes you stronger. Nah. Nope. Nope. You will have the strength to have a positive influence far beyond your natural capacity. I disagree. I disagree. Too. I promise that your future will be more exhilarating than anything you can presently believe. How can you promise that? Like, no, no. How and can- fuck off. This like makes me so mad. This is like, I feel like my family sometimes like secretly feels bad for me because I left the church and they probably think like, oh, like, you know, she's left the church. She doesn't have the true joy. And it's like, I can guarantee I have probably at least the same amount, if not more joy than a lot of Mormons. Also, how exhilarating really can it be when all you can do is the missionary position? (laughs) That is a good point. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I can't do that. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 
so then he does this uh, I bless you thing in Jesus Christ name and blah blah blah. That's it. All right. <laughs> name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. Oh, a women. Yeah. Oh, that was. That was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Like, I just I hate it, and I. But the FOMO part was funny. That was pretty funny. Somebody else wrote that for him or told him about that because there's no way. He's like, they, they must. You know, he's I bet. The grave. Like, what the fuck? I bet that most of their talks are actually written for them. Don't you think? Like, oh, yeah. I bet. But I don't know. I could be wrong. There's no way. Like, well, and they're all so, um, so much the same, so similar to like, yeah. And there, there's like a cadence to them. I've talked about like how mm-hmm. in general conference, there's like this like da 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 ba da 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 ba ba da da It's always like a, and then sometimes they'll change that. Pause for a little moment and then they get serious again. Yep. Yep. And then the women are always like, they always talk very soft and sweet yeah even the closing all the same and i say these things in the name of thy son jesus christ amen it's like always like that it's never change woof cult all right So as much as that was terrible, it was also really fun to go through it with you. It's therapeutic. Yes, to like, it was great. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to just straight up say, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with that. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> I, th- I was thinking the other day about like the, what they say in the temple of the loud laughter and the um, evil speaking of the Lord's anointed. <laughs> and I was just like, that's what. That's probably why one of the reasons why the podcast is so cathartic and like listening to other podcasts like yours. Like it's just to hear people just saying, like making, like picking this stuff apart and being like, uh, yeah, yeah. these are, these are the Lord's anointed and he they're like saying this shit. <laughs> yeah, and we can we criticize them and laugh about them in a way that we weren't ever allowed to, and so it is like very cathartic to like take that power back and not be so oppressed by that Mormon authority anymore. Yeah. 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 <sighs> All right, Katie, thanks for joining me again. This was fun. Thank you for having me anytime. 